What is up, everybody? Happy Monday. Championship weekend is behind us. The committee, the CFP committee has made their decisions. We're going to discuss them on this episode. You are watching or listening to another episode of the College Underdogs podcast. Boy, I have a lot to unload today. I am your host, Trey Smith. Sit back, relax, and let's un pack everything from this weekend whoo I'm gonna have to like pre-qualify some things preface some things because I got into it over the weekend over on Twitter if you don't follow me I'll kind of bring you up to speed but a lot of uh interactions happening over there and I figured I would use today's show to just set the record straight on what my ultimate take is as it pertains to the playoff committee's decisions yesterday, and then really, what does this mean moving forward? So before I get into everything, if you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment at the end, share it with a friend, and if you're listening uh, on one of the streaming platforms, please, please, please leave a five-star rating and leave a positive review. And without further ado, let's talk about the playoff committee. So the first things first, let's just get it out there. Obviously, everyone knows they've selected their top four. They left out an undefeated Power 5 conference champion Florida State from that top four. And Boo Corrigan, the chairman of the CFP, has given some direct quotes that I've pulled from both 24-7 sports and I think Heather Denich on... Uh, with ESPN and I'm going to look at some of those quotes for his reasonings and criterias that were set by the committee that made them lean towards putting Alabama in well technically Alabama and Texas both one lost teams in over an undefeated team and then I want to look at how that translates to how they selected the number one G5 team, which obviously it was Liberty. Listen, shout out the Flames. Shout out Liberty. They got Conference USA their first New Year's Six bid in the CFP era, which is coming to an end this year. All right, we start the expanded playoff format next year. So Conference USA has a bid. The MAC has a bid. The Mountain West has a bid, and then the American Conference has seven. So that's, yeah, 10 years. Is that, is that what? Yeah, we've been in the CFP. This will be the 10th season before it expands. So shout out to Liberty, Caden Salter, Jamie Chadwell. I talked about on Thursday all the adversity that they went through over the course of the offseason, everything. Uh, um, you know, they've had to overcome and, and put together this magical season, this magical run that they've put together. And I and I and again, like I said, I'm gonna qualify some things before I really dive into giving you my thoughts. Um, um so they're headed to the Fiesta Bowl to play Oregon, and quite frankly, uh depending on who's gonna suit out for Oregon and who's going to opt out for Oregon and depending on what type of mindset and mentality Oregon has playing that game as a team that was hoping to get into the CFP and kind of in that uh, hangover from losing the Pac-12 championship game to Washington Liberty might mess around and upset them 
depending on what team shows up. So as I've said time and time again, whoever is selected in that G5 spot, I'm going to rally around and support and hope they win. And I know there's some of you that you kind of feel the same way, except you won't support Liberty. Like you'll support, you would have supported another G5 team, but not them. Some of you are like, I'm only going to support a G5 team from my conference. Totally get it. Totally respect it. That's fine. Um, but man, the question that comes to play, the question that comes to my mind is based on the criteria, the playoff committee set for the top four, should Liberty have been the team that was selected for the top G5 team? And in fact, I put a Twitter poll up yesterday. I think it's got like less than an hour left on it as of me recording this and Almost a thousand people have voted on that. And I think 86, 87% of them are in favor of one, one direction, one, one, uh, one answer. But my question was this, did the college football playoff committee contradict themselves by putting Alabama in over Florida state? and then turning around and putting Liberty in the G5 bid over SMU. And that's what I want to unpack on this particular episode. This is not really an argument as to who should have gotten it based on just the season, right? I'm not making an argument of who should have gotten it between SMU and Liberty, a 11-2 SMU conference champion versus a 13-0 Liberty conference champion. What this... This episode is going to be centered around is who should have gotten it based on the criteria that was set by the playoff committee, the ones making this selection when it came to selecting the top four. I don't have a problem with Liberty getting the bid and going to the Fiesta Bowl to play Oregon. What I have a problem with is that the playoff committee Use the exact opposite criteria to select the top G5 school than what they use to select the top four CFP teams. Okay, and that's where you really got to stay with me on this because I am not making this personal to any school or conference. This isn't a, this isn't a dig at Liberty or, or being overly biased towards SMU. And listen, I get it on Twitter. It happens on here. I can take being called biased towards the American Athletic Conference, okay? I'm fine with that. I understand I have a tendency to be that. Like, I can own that. But I feel like if you'll really listen to, the, to, to this conversation of what I'm about to say in this particular show, and quite frankly, I'm not going to be overly biased towards SMU. They're leaving the conference, so for me, this is, this is solely about the double standard between the haves and the have-nots. The power conferences and the group of five conferences. Or as my man Steven Sipe says, who often watches and comments, the underdog conferences. That's what this show is about. Okay, this is not about Liberty versus SMU. So I, I really want you to get that out of your mind. I know there will still be some people who say, oh, you're just being biased towards the AAC. You're just being biased towards the AAC. Whatever, okay? I can own that. But I genuinely, truly believe in the bottom of my heart that this conversation I'm having today is not at all being biased towards the AAC. Again, 
It solely comes down to the criteria that the playoff committee set for the top four versus the criteria they they set or lack of criteria for the group of five, the underdogs, that G5 bid. So let's look at this. Boo Corrigan from 24-7 Sports. He's quoted as saying, basically he's talking about when they were, when they were putting a, a side-by-side test of Alabama and Florida State, which again tells you Florida State at this point wasn't even considered for the third spot. I mean, that was just Texas automatically. So now we have an undefeated conference champion that it's like they're already a one-loss conference champion already gets a spot over them just Hands down. So now it's down to Florida State or Bama. He says that the question they asked was, who do you want to play? Who do you not want to play? We're looking at, we're looking at where we are at today, not where we were three weeks ago, eight weeks ago, etc. And again, before you jump on and say, ah, Florida Florida State lost their quarterback. He got injured. They're a different team now. Blah, 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 blah. That's not the argument. Like, that's not the double standard. To me, the double standard here is that, maybe I should have started with this, should have led with this. The issue is that the playoff committee chose the better team, the better team today. I don't think anyone's going to argue that Alabama today is a better team than Florida State today. However, the bottom line is Florida State put together a better season and record than Alabama. They went 13-0 and and were a Power 5 Conference champion while Alabama lost a game. They were, they're 12-1, and a one-loss conference champion. And what the committee determined was that the team that was better, you have two eyes watching, the team that was better today deserved the bid over the team who had the better season and had the better record. Okay? The next thing. Boo Corrigan said, Bama's strength of schedule was significantly higher than Florida State's. So now, not only have they established that the better team just on the field today, regardless of what their season says, okay, the the conference champion, regardless of what their prior season says, regardless of what they were three weeks ago, eight weeks ago, whoever's if it's, if it's two conference champions, which team is better on the field? Who would you rather play? Who do you not want to play? Not only was that set as one criteria, but then we also have them utilizing, penalizing, I should say, Florida State's strength of schedule in rewarding Alabama for having a stronger SOS than Florida State. So now it's not only conference champion who's the better team season record isn't as significant but now it's what does the strength of schedule look like 
And then they utilized that criteria to determine that Alabama was more worthy of that fourth spot than Florida State. That was the CFP's criteria, not my own. So then let's go look at the G5. Just based off that right now alone, regardless of what side of this fence you're on, do you believe that that same criteria is what was used to determine the G5 bid? If you say yes to that question, you're going to have to give me some significant substance behind it. Because the fact of the matter is, if you look at who they selected, who the options were for that bid and who they selected, they literally did the exact opposite of what they did with Bama and Florida State. Literally, if you put SMU and Liberty side by side and you were to say, which conference champion has the better team? Regardless of their record, regardless of who they were eight weeks ago, right now today, who's got the best front seven? Who's got the better athletes? Who has the better team? Okay, then who had a better win in the conference championship? Because that's another thing that got rewarded for Alabama. They beat the top-ranked team. Guess what? SMU beat the top-ranked G5. I mean, literally, SMU, from the G5 perspective, is in the same exact mold or position that Bama was in. Except they were on the road when they beat the top-ranked G5, who's coming off their 12-2 New Year's Six win. They're 11-1. They're the highest-ranked team. Very similar to Georgia at the Power Five, right? I'm using, I'm not, I'm not comparing the teams. I'm just saying the situations, the scenarios. Stay with me. SMU goes in and takes care of business. And, and yet they're not rewarded for it the same way Alabama was. Then Florida State was penalized for their strength of schedule. Liberty has the last ranked Strength of schedule. Out of the three remaining G5s, the strongest strength of schedule went to SMU. SMU had a stronger SOS than Tulane. <coughs> Excuse me. And then obviously, then Liberty. So I guess I say all that to say this. If Florida State gets in the top four, I don't have a problem with Liberty being the G5 representative in the New Year's Six. Because to me, that would, that would indicate a consistent criteria. So if it was Liberty in there and then Texas or Bama got left out, which obviously in this case it would have been Bama, and then we would have had Michigan, Washington, Texas and Florida State, or Florida State, Texas, I have no problem with Liberty getting the bid because now I, I can look at it and say, well, they use the same criteria for both. They said, we're going to reward the conference champion with the better record and the better season. Okay. But they didn't do that. For the top four, they rewarded the tougher team with the, with the stronger strength of schedule and the better conference championship game win. With the G5, 
They rewarded the team with the better record. The conference champion that had the better season record, essentially. And that's, I think, where I'm struggling with because to me it feels like a double standard between the power and the G5. Um, so those are my thoughts. Now, moving forward, as I was trying to say on Twitter, like I'm going to support the G5 bid. Like I'm going to do that, right? Um, but I also think it's important to call out the playoff, the CFP committee and their double standards. Because I don't see how you can literally say, we ask, who do you want to play? Who do you not want to play? I mean, literally, right now, if we could have Dan Lanning not doing coach speak, but giving his honest take on, hey, who would you rather be preparing for right now, Liberty or SMU? Based off the team, you would have to play right now. Um, and then you can say, oh, well, SMU lost their quarterback. And I was talking about that last week. I thought... I thought that could be their deal breaker that, oh, they lost their quarterback. They're playing with their backup. But quite frankly, guys, like, I mean, SMU's front seven, like, like where you win football games, which is in the trenches, Liberty hasn't seen anything close to what SMU does in the trenches all season. Um, so, but if you're going to say that's the reason, I, I, I feel like I need a little bit more because even with their backup, now, I'm not saying their backup is better than Caden Salter, Liberty's quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying even with their backup, their team right now is better than Liberty. And that's not a knock at Liberty. To me, that's just, that's my strong opinion as someone who has two eyes and has been watching G5 football all season for 13, 14 weeks now. I don't see how anyone could look at SMU and how they're built in the trenches and watch Liberty and how they're built in the trenches and think, oh yeah, Liberty would dominate. Oh yeah, Liberty wins that game. I just don't see it. Especially when we're saying, okay, forget the TCU game. Forget the OU game. We're talking right now? Dude, this SMU team like up front, they're nasty. And anyways, so those are my thoughts there. Uh, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to let you give me your thoughts on which side of this are you on? Do you think the committee set a standard and they stayed consistent amongst Power 5 and G5 or whatever? Just give me your thoughts on this. Uh, I shared mine. Uh, Willie Fritz, by the way, is going to be the head coach at Houston. I'm going to kind of look at that a little bit more this week um, and who Tulane could be uh, targeting or who they should be targeting. I think that is going to be an excellent job. And right now they should be able to attract a very high quality candidate. So if they don't move quick and make their decision like today, uh, maybe tomorrow I'll dive into some potential options for that. But aside from that, let me know your thoughts on the CFP committee thing. And uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Thank you for watching another episode of the college underdogs podcast. That's it for me. Trey Smith signing off. <laughs>